75-year-old male back pain. It's 211 Silver Hollow Road between Lane Road and Crosspatch Road. Repeating 75-year-old male back pain. It's 211 Silver Hollow Road between Lane Road and Crosspatch Road. 0933-5632. Hello. How are you guys? How are you doing in this crazy, 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 crazy time? What a time to be alive, 2020. This is crazy. Welcome to a brand new podcast show called Shouting at Cats. That's cats spelled with a K because, you know, it's cool, right? This episode of the podcast was done on Zoom between two countries. Because of the lockdown, you'll have to excuse the sound quality, but I'm sure you're still going to enjoy it. My guest today on the show... I have known for over 20 years, since 1998. This is a man of many, many talents. He's a stand-up comedian. He's ready to be hired once they open up those clubs again. Please hire him. He does vlogging. He does podcasts. He does loads of writing online. He writes articles. He also works in an office. He's a father. And he's a husband. Guys, this guy is like a brother to me, and he's taught me about podcasting, which is why I'm doing it now. So, let's cut all this bullshit out and get straight to the podcast. Please welcome to the show, Jamie Jackson. Yeah, and I think I think it's my laptop. It's my Windows Microsoft shitty laptop that I paid a fortune for. It's brand new, and I purposely I've kept it clean of anything. You know no, what yeah, I mean? No, I was no, like, no porn and viruses. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I want this shit to work. I've got another laptop for all that crap, and <laughs> this <laughs> because basically it doesn't fucking and it just doesn't fucking work. It doesn't load shit. It's slower than my computer was twenty years ago. Do you know what yes. I mean? It's slower than my computer at uni. To yeah. boot up. <laughs> yes, yes. Do I, anything. This is one of the reasons why I spent two grand on a Mac because it, I got to the point where every time I bought a Windows laptop, within eight months to a year, it was almost unusable. Every yeah. single time. And and the only mine is the, unusable. It's unusable, and it's yeah. a year old, and it's yes. been well, up. It's been unusable with four months. After four months, it was unusable. I'm not joking. I tried it in a shop, and I was like finally they built a laptop that works <laughs> yeah. I had it at home the first month i was like this is great after one month i started noticing it fucking up and now it's just <laughs> it's a useless piece of shit i don't even t- when i go to turn it on i get anxiety i'm like oh no <laughs> and, then my laptop yeah. <laughs> oh, and i'm just and then the longer you leave it because i'm like i don't even want to open it because i'm gonna get stressed and then that it'll was... just randomly say i need to shut down now and you're like, don't <laughs> shut down. I'm yeah. in the middle of something, and it just shuts down. Yeah, it's a, it's an absolute piece of. It's like shut shutting down in fifty or whatever. Isn't it? And you're like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Um, I Windows has never worked. They've never worked though. They've they, it's never worked, but it was our only option. 
when we first started using computers like yeah. 20 years ago. That's why but Windows now... fucking mobile phones <laughs> fucked up. Who's going to pick yeah. a fucking Windows mobile phone? Because everyone's <laughs> like, I want to, I've been trying 20 years to get away from this shit. I want to pick a fucking Windows <laughs> mobile phone. But the thing I like about the Mac is, for the most part, it just works. For the most yeah. part. I mean, That's I still don't understand how to use it exactly. Right? There's lots of things about it I don't understand how to use. Um, and uh, every but can now you and turn again, it on and look at a photo without having to install some sort of fucking photo driver? And then it will say, photo driver, photo <laughs> EXPX has stopped working. Yeah, yes. And you're like, really? Well, deal with it. You're the computer, not me. What do you want me to do? <laughs> fucking hell. Like, you, you fix it. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'll just get out my screwdriver yeah. and my fucking uh, like blowtorch and just fix the fucking circuit board. It's pathetic. Yeah. Windows has encountered multiple problems and will now shut down. You're like, well I done. About that. I forgot about that. It just Multiple goes, problems, it says. Yeah. It's like, well, that's your fault, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, mate. It's like Bill, it's, like it's having a conversation with its own. Bill, I still get angry every time. Every time I try and do something <laughs> on Windows and it doesn't work, I'm like, I, I could. If Bill goes to the room, I would smash his face in. <laughs> I would as well. <laughs> so I get annoyed about it. I get annoyed with him about it, even though he's literally. He must be nothing to do with it now. I think he gave it up, didn't he? He was like, fuck this. Well, do you remember Windows 8? Do you remember? Do you remember two people, two really, really senior people in, in Microsoft lost their jobs for Windows 8. Yeah, because it was. It, 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 they basically had to skip from Windows 7 to 10 in the end, didn't they? Because Windows 8 was just... Yeah, yeah. Oh, it cost a billion. It was a complete happened. disaster. It was, yeah. It's amazing to read about. Like, the idea behind it was ridiculous. I remember using it, right? And it was I like... Yeah, I couldn't I could. use it. I remember not using it because I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. They're anything. like, we got rid of the start button. Don't get rid of the yeah. start button. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's a shit idea. <laughs> it's not like we got rid of the on and off button. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what they said. Yeah. They're like, no, how many people have you ever heard who've used Windows and gone, you know who I hate about Windows? That fucking start button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's the bit that everyone liked and used. <laughs> that's it's the not- only thing. It's like make it run fucking quicker and not need to update all the time. Stop having yeah. to install fucking drivers. Just shit like that. But they were like, no, we're going to have two desktops. Well, they had two desktops. One of which <laughs> is this touchscreen desktop, even though 3% of the population have got a touchscreen. And we're, <laughs> and, and we're going to have another desktop, which is your normal desktop, but without the start button. And then it's like, if you played, yeah. uh, if you open up the media player, the, the Windows media player used to just open up in a window, right? Fucking move it about, do whatever you wanted with it. Everyone knows how to use that. What happened was when you put, turned the media player on, it opened up in that weird second touchscreen. Here's, here's your app menu. And, and so it opened up in a whole screen. So you're like, I can't listen to music and do something else. <laughs> Whose fucking idea was this? It's pathetic. <laughs> you might, you think, I might as well go back to putting a fucking tape player on oh. while I'm doing something on my computer. That's how bad it was. Yes, and that just shows you because I sometimes think about this with films. Have you ever watched a film so shit, so appallingly shit, and you're like, this went through like 200 approval stages? Yeah. How, how could it be so shit? But, but constantly. This is what I don't get about film, right? This is what I don't get about films and computers, right? I, I understand music, because music is like just different for everyone. But computers, everyone wants them to do the same thing, like work, and they don't. And then films, <laughs> how are there that many shit films when... Like you and I, if we invented a film 
and it would be shit, but it would get nowhere. We wouldn't be able to get near Netflix, near yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers, no one. How did how do people spend hundreds of millions developing films that are so, so shit? Like you think they were yeah. shit 20 years ago, but they're still so, so shit. But to everyone, they're like, oh yeah, that film's completely shit. It's like, how did that happen with all the people in the world and experts? Did no one say this is fucking shit redo it well it's like um batman and robin right have you seen oh, don't get me started on that film i <laughs> i puke every time i've seen that it's film. the I worst or um not that i like superhero films anyway but uh they are they're often the worst ones judge dread but with stallone Did you oh, that was... <laughs> i love stallone but that film was horrific oh it's fucking but so but so many levels but do you know what i watched the other day uh on netflix like about three days ago and the whole way through the film i was like why the fuck did they do that a film that i think should have been amazing right but it wasn't it's not terrible it's not the worst film but it's so bad compared to what it could be do you remember that you know the film water world with kevin costner i love water world yeah i I thought i loved it yeah, well, watch it yeah, again. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, seen it I got so excited. It popped up on Netflix about three days ago, and I was like, yes, I'm going to watch this. And I watched it, and within 10 minutes, I was like, I don't remember <laughs> it being so shit. Like, they literally have a bit where it should be like a, quite a dark film because he's quite a dark character in it, isn't he? Yeah, he's going like, like, to be Mad Max on water, isn't it? That's what he's going to be. Basically, yeah. And he's very, like, antisocial because everyone's now living on water and everyone's trying to survive. And they literally, the soundtrack to it is hilarious. It's like a fucking <laughs> Disney movie. It's like, uh, what's, it's like the Goonies, right? You watch it. And he's like jumping off the boat, like murdering people. And it's like, and I was like, I don't remember it being this horrifically shit. It pissed me off. Because it yeah. should have been, it could be, I would remake that film and make it well, amazing. I'll tell you what, an di- amazing a, film. a director, a good director, makes such a difference to a film because I didn't watch a social network for years because I was like, I'm not watching a fucking film about Facebook. (laughs) I'm not doing it. It's a film. It's meant to be like, you know, sci-fi or it's meant to be like a thriller or a murder mystery or a horror or like some kind of gangster movie. Like, I want to see extraordinary stuff. I don't want to know about some fucking cunt who started Facebook, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, he, I mean, the film, the film makes him out to be a cunt as well. And, it does. But, but I watched it, and it's so good. And I was like, fuck me, that's because it's David Fincher, isn't it, whatever. Uh, and I'm like, that's because that director is so good. He's made what is essentially a really shit oh, story. The into- boringest topic ever. He and, and the film is fantastic, isn't it? But the, and it's and it is the most bo- like he he made a good film out of that horrifically yeah. boring topic. Yeah, I tell you who I really like that people were saying is shit is Michael Mann, right? He, Michael Mann, he did the Transformer films. I don't like them, but as no, a di- as a director, he did Pain and Gain. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. I love Pain and Gain. Exactly, it's so good. Yeah, he did, he did Pain and Gain on a really low budget as well. And he also did The Purge. And The Purge is so underrated. Oh, The Purge is good. Yeah. That's actually a good horror film. That's actually yeah. a good film. Because it's, because it's, yeah, it's, because I, I don't know, it's, especially now, it's kind of believable almost. It's like, I wouldn't put that <laughs> yeah, past a fucking, an American <laughs> state to be like, let's just do it. We are like two years away from Alabama saying, fuck it, we're having a purge every year. <laughs> <laughs> what the, oh, let's do the date, right? It's, it's the 5th of 
June 2020. I want to do the date because in a few years we might be listening to this and we might be like, what the fuck? What 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 situation were they in? What's going on? Yeah, so let's what about all this mad shit that's happening around the world? Like what about the yeah. fact that the world is basically in meltdown? Isn't it? So oh, now I'm furloughed, so I I'm I'm so fucking pleased. I just have checked out completely. My I've been furloughed now for two months, so I am so out two of work mode. Yeah. And I've got another two months just been renewed. So I'm I've been on, I'm gonna be off work for four months, which is just the most amazing thing ever. And but, paid, but yeah, I'm paid. And but do you get, do you get full pay or loose no, pay or what? I get eighty percent of my pay, so it's not capped. I get eighty percent of my pay. Yeah, yeah. But my boys' uni fees, the uni fees, not a fucking uni nursery. His nursery. I was going to say <laughs> he grew up fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he three or something? Now? He's, he's three, and because he's three, it means the government then give you thirty hours free, and so his uni his fucking. His nursery fees have gone from a thousand pound to two hundred or something, and I'm losing about eight hundred a month, seven hundred, eight hundred a month. So I'm exactly the same as I was before. So I'm not really out of pocket, but also yeah. because the nursery's been closed, it's next to nothing. I'm actually right now earning more money than I have done in the last two two years. Yeah, and you're not lifting finger. So yeah, good. but I'm so. Can you, hang on, can you just rewind with the month? Did you just say the nursery fees are a thousand pounds? Yeah, a man. month or a yeah. year. Uh, a month, twelve grand a year. Yeah, twelve grand. And he goes, and he doesn't. He doesn't even go as long as he can. He goes nine. He starts at nine, and we pick him up at three yeah. thirty. So nine till three thirty every day. So like primary school, basically. So like, so school is free, obviously, but then the nursery isn't free. Mm-hmm. Is that because is it it's because it's optional or whatever? Yeah, it, but when he's three, which he is now, you get thirty hours free, which means that covers almost all of his time at nursery. But yeah. before then, if you want your kid to be socialised, educated, and also if you're at work and stuff, so you can both work, he goes to you nursery. You dumb the kid off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the nurseries, the nurseries take kids from and like... And he can turn out to be a withdrawn child <laughs> who doesn't know his parents. I don't know. It's kind of the opposite. It's like when they're in nursery, they're mixing with other kids. They're really engaged. They've got a key worker working with them. So it's like they're getting educated and socialise yeah. from, the, from the very beginning. If you don't go to nursery before school, it's actually a bit of a fucking disadvantage, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know how much it is. I, like, when I look into it more, and I don't know, this is, I haven't got a kid, so I don't know. But we, no, I don't know. I don't know either. I have, but I but like, learning about like children and stuff and about what makes them mental when they're older or, or when they're, even when they're teenagers, it seems to be like contact with their parents. So the, the less contact they have with their parents, the more fucked up they are it seems to be a general rule yeah it's not, yeah, it's not sure. down to like money yeah. it's all down to the for sure yeah it's it's about the only the only good way to be a parent and i've been really slack about it recently is attention it's the only way yeah just be there it's so weird having a kid the all the all my kid wants to do is have me play with him with toys and fucking all yeah. that he just, he just and if i'm sitting down doing something he'll come along but he's constantly all day every day especially as i'm at home he's like give me your attention, give me your attention. And it's fucking hard. It is. It is. It must be. And he, well, like when he was younger, it was okay. But now he's three. He's not at the stage yet where he can entertain himself. So he's right in the middle of demanding our time. Yeah. Which is, which is cool, but it is sometimes it's fucking taxing. I'm not going to lie. You're like, shit. I mean, it's exa- as my mate, my mate's got a kid who's the same age as my son. 
and he's got yeah. another kid who's young and he took a picture of himself playing Lego with the kid and he said, who'd have thought that playing Lego could be so boring? Because he's just like, every day, <laughs> that's what you're doing, playing with Lego. And you're like, I don't know how mothers do it. It's fucking difficult. But I reckon like women, I reckon there must be something when women develop, they, re- they must have, they definitely have something better to deal with kids than men. Definitely. Do you think? I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, because, well, think about it, like, just naturally, women have to, they would be with the kid 24 hours a day anyway, because they'd be breastfeeding it for, yeah, like, probably, like, three years. Be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. they must have a tolerance in their head, whereas the man wouldn't be. He would be out, you know, building shit. And... But then again, if you don't want that, that level of commitment, don't have a kid. Yeah. Sorry, don't have a kid, I suppose. Yeah, that's what having a kid is, isn't it, really? Yeah. And, and don't get is. me wrong, there's other parts of it which are fucking amazing. So it's just, well, it depends whether or not. You, you From what know. I've learned, it seems to be like, if you have a kid, uh, you love it. From from everyone I know who's had a kid, I haven't really met anyone who's been like, oh, I wish I didn't have kids. They yes. only say it as a joke. <laughs> apart Ed. from Ed, yeah. Apart from Ed. He uh, was Ed, don't flip the Astra. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ed, don't flip the Astra if you're listening. He would, Ed, <laughs> I think Ed's at the point now where he's like, I like them now. But at the beginning, he was. <laughs> I don't even understand at the beginning because the beginning's almost. The beginning is fucking magical. You have got this thing like now when I look back at pictures of my son, right when he was six months old, I'm just like, oh, he's just like a squashy-faced baby, right? He just looks like a baby. But when yeah. he was six months old, to me, I was like, what an amazing fucking baby! And that's just your genes kicking in. That's totally your genes yeah. kicking in because the baby's not really doing anything, just fucking lying in a cot. <laughs> But at that magical point where your DNA is going to kick in, Ed was just like, parasitic sacks of shit. And you're like, what? <laughs> parasitic sack of shit. Yeah. Just eat, eating shit, don't they? And it's like, well, yeah. yeah. That's what everyone does, really. Yeah. Anyway, so but then that's kids. But why were we, why were we talking about that uh, money, furlough? I can't uh, believe a play school is £1,000 a month. What am I, why am I not building a play school? Um, because it's a shit ton of work. It's like running a school, but with kids who don't pay attention. Guess so. Yeah, I don't know. Mate, I tell you the I tell you the fucking business model that I have realised having kids, and it is such a fucking amazing business model. You know, YouTube pays money. Yeah. The now now you get now you get you get people like Casey Neistat. I don't know if you've heard of him, the the blogger. The vlogger, no. sorry, the vlogger. He's basically the one of the biggest vloggers on uh, YouTube. And he's got um, about 12 million subscribers. He, he makes his whole living on YouTube. He's like top tier. These kids' channels, just shit kids' channels where people have got toys and they're literally filming them with their mobile phone and putting voices on. They've got like 23 million views, 25 million subscribers. Baby Shark has had over 1 billion views. It actually has 1 billion right next to the views on, on YouTube. You think and how, the person who created that would have got paid that, I guess. It would have got paid fucking um, money. insane amounts of money. And that's evergreen content. That's just paying and paying and paying. Because what happens is, it's quite clever. Parents, they just sign, they just subscribe or, or whatever to these channels. Yeah. Um, but also the kid, now Joe, my son, can already use an iPad, right? He, Jesus. Uh, yeah, he can already go on YouTube. And what he'll do is he'll spend an hour or two 
just watching YouTube videos because he'll watch like a Thomas the Tank Engine one and then there'll be yeah. like 30 or 40 Thomas the Tank Engine ones below. Which he and calls, he'll just click on it and click Yeah, on he it. calls the numbers. And what he'll do is he'll watch about two minutes of one, click on another one, watch about two minutes of that. And then that leads him to other stuff. Then he gets into that other stuff. But the point is, when I look at these channels, all of them have like 20 million views. It's fucking mental because there is millions of children, really young children around the world who just watch these endlessly because the parents are like, have a fucking iPad and shut up. Fuck. That's something to think about. I've already seriously thought about it. I'm like, if I put effort into making these videos... So how does it work? Do you have to create your own video? Like you can't... I guess you, you, I couldn't film Thomas the Tank Engine and upload it because then they would not pay me, right? They'll get a toy and they'll cover it in Play-Doh and then they'll have their kid or just an adult opening it up going, oh, look what's inside. It's uh, one of the Paw Patrol or look at what's inside. And it'll be called like Paw Patrol Play-Doh Surprise. And it's got Fuck. fucking millions of it. Fucking YouTube. Because in 10 years' time, that will still be paying out. Probably will be, won't it? Because it'll just be there on repeat going round and round and round. Yeah, evergreen content. That's the keyword that they call it. What? This yeah. sounds so good. This sounds like a good idea. Because that article, that article I wrote, that one article I wrote, has made me two and a half thousand pounds in three months. That's in. I mean, that's insane amount of money. So that's like someone's wage. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. someone stacking fucking Tesco shelves for forty hours a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. That, that's what they would get in about three months. It happened just before I got furloughed, right? And, yeah. and this and then I so then I put loads and loads of effort into writing because so I'm like hang on a minute all I need is like three more articles like that I know it's like saying I need the lightning to hit three more times but all I need is say three more articles that get a bit of traction and they just pay out every month and then I'm essentially going to be making two to three grand a month that's essentially my wage yeah it's, it's like what, why am I working 40 hours a week and all the stress and doing board reports and getting shouted at by directors and having all of that fucking... Getting treated stress. like shit, basically, getting, as well. Getting, getting treated like a total cunt. When yeah. all I need to do is double down and concentrate on writing and start getting paid the same amount of money. It's not even like I'm saying, if I get a million customers, I'm halfway there already. Yeah, you're already, you're already nearly there. Um, the reason you're doing it, mate, is because you've, you're the same as everyone else, or 99% of people, you've been brought up to think that this is this is what you have to do you have to get a job and you have to work for a person and you have to have that security otherwise you're a fucking rogue and you're at any minute you could run out of money that fear of it which just inside us where we think we have to go to school every day we have to go to this place every day and someone has to pay us and and they tell us what to do School doesn't teach you how to make money, right? School doesn't yeah. teach you how to uh, run a business and make money and, and be economically viable to create wealth. It doesn't teach you that. It teaches you skills like sitting still, being quiet, remembering stuff, communicating well, so you can be a productive member of corporate yeah. society. And, and by corporate, I mean like retail and stuff as well, you know. Teach, yeah, the success, the, if you want to be a successful student at school, uh, you have to sit still and pay attention and turn up every day and wear a uniform for no for no reason there's no other re- that no one can put a it's reason like, yeah, like, yeah why do i have to wear a tie it's like we all have to wear the tie but why you just do that's the answer you have to give them you just have to because you're told to it must be that's so the answer hard they get to be yeah and they're like what and then yeah because i don't agree with it 
and no one else does. Like my boss doesn't agree with it. And it's like, who is agreeing with any of this shit? I don't even know what's going on. And yeah. I just tell them like, look, you know, this, there are other ways to live your life. Don't make the mistakes I've made. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't. That's what I, t- that's what I tell my stepsons. I, say, I say, yeah. to them, I say to them, whatever you do in life, make sure you love it. People will tell you what you want to do is stupid and shit and there's no money in it and it's ridiculous to do and they'll all try and tell you to do something different. Just do what you love and you'll find a fucking way to make money. Yeah. It, it's, I, was like, I was like, don't end up like me. Uh, and and they're, obviously they're my stepkids, so their dad, he earns good money, but he hates his job. Yeah. My wife's brother, he uh, had a fantastic job as a pilot and I, and I talked to him about it. And he's like, I don't like working and I, and I fucking hate my job. The thing is, we're 40 now. And this is actually, I think, one of the things you wanted to talk about, like advice to when you were 20. But when you talk yeah. to people just out of uni, when you go to parties and stuff and you're 25 or whatever, and, and people are like, they're like mid-level admin, they're PAs, they're shit munchers, they're paralegal fucking trainee solicitors and all this bullshit. But and you go to parties and they big up their life. They're like, yeah, it's going really well. And they're, they're paying £800 a month to live in a fucking cunt box off Vauxhall Road. <laughs> and, and they're like, yeah, yeah, my life's brilliant. And I'm, you know, I'm really making... The thing is, then 10, 20 years down the line, they're like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? It's like, what, are you happy now? You've got your London flat and your shit fucking career that you hate. The thing is, it's all a lie. And it's like, I even knew it was a lie, but I had to kind of buy into it to then yeah. go, oh yeah, it is a lie. Yeah, you, you still had to go through part of it. And and that would have been the the fear thing as well. The what if it's not like the, everyone? Else, if everyone's doing it, you feel you have to do it. Yeah, it, no. Yeah. But what I've realised is nobody gets rich by working in a corporation. Nobody. No one gets rich by getting a wage from someone. Doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't yeah. seem to work. I don't care. Let's say you're a CEO and you're earning three hundred thousand a year, and you've got a bonus options. So you're earning another two hundred. You're earning five hundred thousand a year. But there's, there's a couple of things about that. One, you're working your living ass off, right? Yeah, your entire life The CEO of my work, he's on his third marriage. Your job is your life if you're a CEO, earning that amount of money. The second thing is you're still working for someone else. He has to report to a fucking board, right? And, and, and so he's still got bosses kicking his ass. And someone saw my, my CEO with his boss... And he said, it's so funny because you see the CEO being the big man the whole time. And then yeah. suddenly when he saw the CEO with his boss, he was exactly the same as if you were talking to him. Do you know what I mean? He was all like, yeah, yeah and this is that. And oh yeah, do you want to come and look at Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to, and it was just like, fuck. So even at that stage, you're still sucking dick. It's like. Yeah. He's still oh. literally on his knees licking that guy's ass. Yeah. It's just, the, doing. it's just the worst. And what is success and wealth? It, I don't think. Well, that's the problem. Like we we sort of value each other. How many times have you heard this? And it's only recently where I suddenly st- I've stopped using it. Now I've stopped saying it. I've stopped saying it. And if people say it, I pull them up on it. And it, it happens a lot, especially when you, as you get older, because people start talking about people from school and go, oh, you know, I saw uh, so and so from school the other day. And you're like, really? What's he doing now? He's done well for himself. He's, he's a manager of this company. He's got a big house. And it's like, how do you know he's doing all right for himself? But he's probably like, I fucking hate my life. You don't, you don't know. It could be, he could have just been divorced like a five time. You don't know. Like he could have anything because of this shitty job. Like he might be like, I fucking want to kill myself every time I wake up and have to go to this fucking office. So it's like doing well for yourself. We still fall into the same trap. 
of thinking that doing well for yourself means having that fucking that salary yeah. that number being more than everyone else everyone wants to be uh, earn a salary that's above average don't they everyone's like fuck the average salary is 26,000 a year oh thank god mine's above that or oh no mine's yeah, below who that cares? Yeah, it's like it should be it should be a fucking happiness and inner peace barometer but instead it's how much money do you have? and people say well money's freedom but it's fucking not you, you are not free as a ceo you are you are no. anything but free as a ceo and also people don't want freedom right if you want fucking freedom go live in a forest in a tent and don't pay taxes eat berries and fucking kill yeah. rabbits and I'll, I'll see you back here next week <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you won't, want, you won't yeah. want it exactly people don't want freedom what they fucking want is they want autonomy they want the ability to people because people want responsibility and they want to be sewn into society and they want affiliation with other people and so forth and they want self-worth and they actually I, I do believe that people want to work but they want to work on things that they give a fuck about and that's what wealth is if you can choose how to be uh, poor stuff into your day like if my job became writing right i'm not saying yeah. it, it, it is or it is at the moment i'm saying if my job became writing okay people might be saying you have to write this or i might be a copywriter or something but it's like one i'm being creative two i get to dictate my own time and i don't really have a boss three i can choose the work i want it's it's a better deal than working in an office ever would be but if i if someone spoke to me in a party and said what do you do and i and i'm like oh i just write articles on the internet they'd be like what a wanker when then yeah. someone else says i'm a solicitor and they're like oh brilliant i've got yeah. my own solicitor firm and it's like brilliant do you know what a solicitor fucking does it's just paperwork it's just endless <laughs> paperwork and looking over contracts it sounds like the worst job in the world yeah it's horrifically bad hours and you're always dealing with people who are angry <laughs> everyone, everyone hates you from whatever whatever side you are don't they if you're like a lawyer yeah. you're never good because you're either paying the lawyer too much in your opinion so you hate the lawyer and then wh- whoever the lawyer is going against yes. they obviously hate the lawyer as well so you're just a hated person for everyone it's, just, it's so funny though we allow ourselves to fall into this gap it's like okay here's the question if you were uh, like 21 again and leaving uni what would you do differently? Well, this is the thing. I think that there's two problems with that question. One, the main thing is I hate the idea of going back and changing stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's totally. I reckon we should say, what if, yeah, if you were leaving uni today, I don't yeah, know how to good put idea. it. Yeah, no, no, good idea. If you, were born, if you were born 21 years ago and you're leaving uni today, yeah. The problem is when we left uni, I mean, you just could not have predicted what the fuck's going on in the world now. Like with technology everything like pandemics penny d's penny d's penny, I, heard, <laughs> I heard someone say I heard it. that like, yeah. i heard that as well i can't remember where and i was like yes <laughs> i heard it on um uh the guy he's famous rafe Boyle or spoiler whatever he's an actor you know you know him and he was being interviewed on a podcast by another comedian and he said yeah i didn't expect the penny d and then the other comedian <laughs> was just in hysterics for like five minutes going penny d and so now i just keep calling it the penny d because it's so funny i love it it's amazing yeah. but you're right you couldn't predict you couldn't predict technology you couldn't predict the penny d you couldn't predict couldn't predict that in 2020 america is basically on its knees mass civil unrest and rioting it, during yeah. a during a pandemic during the pandemic yeah it's like one at a time i love those memes i've seen a, a meme where it's got like a it had a meteorite heading towards earth and then it had the uh, ufo of aliens 
and they're both like heading towards Earth. And then I think the UFOs are saying, oh, sorry, you were first. <laughs> and the viewers said, no, no, after you. Because <laughs> it's like, what next? Like a pandemic where you're not allowed to go out anywhere. And not only are you not allowed to go out anywhere, they then, in America, America is so crazy. Oh, I think it's because there's just so many of them. Because you can, you could, I, I think the thing with America is probably in general, it's probably pretty normal wherever you go. But because there's so many people there like 330 million i mean it's huge you can always pick any part of it for anything and say look how mental yeah. they are but the, but like, the other any problem, part the other problem having fucking been around america like with yeah. all the other americans going to american but just being fully fucking american watching their tv and everything the the issue is right they're all fucking weirdly scared of china i don't know why they're fucking so weirdly scared of china because it's like china are going to knock them off their perch They've yeah. got this weird fetish about um, armed forces, but also they've, they've got this weird thing about Bible bashing and other religions and, and you know, Jesus this and Jesus that. But also everyone is in pockets of isolation. So like yeah. black people and black communities crowd together and they don't need to be fucking near white people and white people crowd together and they don't need to be, need, need to be near black people. It's not like in London or in England where I think we're the most population dense country in Europe. So everyone has to be together. But in America, people are free to just do a fucking level and just go live by themselves and go mad. Because, because yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah, because that's all they've You got. get whole cities where it's just like one type of people. It, it, yeah, totally. Like, like, like we're all Christians in this city. We're all like mental Christians or we're all black people in this, country, this city or we're all white people in this city. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's crazy. fucking mental. And or the, all, and you, yeah, Cuban and like, it, it's so many. It is. It is also, a, I've, I've, the middle middle America, right, right is a fucking shithole. Must be. Oh, it's it is a shithole. You th you think? I mean, it's not just a shithole as in uh, there isn't much there, and it's like desert land. But also, you you forget that Europe has got so much history around you all the time. You've got like fucking cathedrals with flying buttresses and fucking gargoyles and spires you've got yeah. like like you got i mean look you've got like london bridge and whatever but you've got all of those beautiful things you've got like just history roman history and fucking vikings and all history and architecture everywhere. in middle america fuckles there so what they build is they build just like a giant square mall that they built in the 70s or something and everything is just fucking ugly and shit and surrounded by sand <laughs> <laughs> It is just such a fucking dire place. There isn't, oh. there isn't any kind of history. The culture is all basically guns and fear. I was listening to Joe Rogan actually interviewing two newscasters. It's his latest podcast. And one yeah. of the things they didn't do apparently, because they actually cite Britain as doing something right in the pandemic, is they didn't give businesses loads of money to furlough people. So yeah. what happens is now there's mass unemployment. But this is the more fucked up thing about America. People have now not got jobs, but during a pandemic, they've also now got no health care. So oh, like, yeah, of course, yeah. It's such a shit fucking <laughs> like a country. double whammy. Yeah. It's a double whammy, isn't it? Oh, my God. I like, look, I like Americans on the whole. I really like Americans when you meet them. But their country has got so many problems. It's, it's Yeah. And so many problems that just can't be solved. Every time I've met an American, I can't think of anyone that I, I hadn't liked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and no, I, lo most, I love them. And Amer Americans I've met have been smart and they've known about the world. Not like it's portrayed, I guess. I don't know. But then a, a lot of Americans I've met haven't, it wasn't in America. It was like outside America. So I think they're the ones that kind of get out. 
and sort yeah. of see shit and talk to other people and go, okay, this is how things are. Or they've had that spark in them to, do you know what I mean? Because some Americans just don't want to leave America and they say that they just, they don't have to. They're like, why would I go to another country where I'm already in the best country in the world? And it's like, that's a bit strange. But they've got that obsession with being number one, like, like the whole world is a competition and they've got this thing we're about America. That, we're number one. Yeah, they're so like, if you don't like the president in America, then you're seen as almost a traitor to the country. Whereas in Britain, if you're seen, if you don't like the prime minister, you're not a traitor to Britain. Like you could love Britain, but you could hate the prime minister. Yeah. Well, except for Something. now when it's like. Although now it's very guy, different. That guy's a fucking. Look, I, I find mean, Trump funny Trump, from yeah. the sidelines. I find him funny. But oh, yeah. he's, he is, he's genuinely a textbook psychopath. It, it, it's unreal what he is now. I mean, and I think it takes a crisis doesn't it to really see someone's character like when there's a crisis you you know yeah how much you can't, he, you how can't much hide bullshit this just yeah and it, it at all. he gives it all of this and everyone knows he's bullshit from from day one everything he said was bullshit but it, it was kind of like nothing too bad has happened yet i mean we we nearly had world war three with iran <laughs> uh who knows what happened there um, loads of it, like Syria, that was pretty bad. Do you remember when he just started firing shit into Syria? One of the reasons why there's all these race riots isn't, isn't just because George Floyd got killed, it's because... No, it's, it's been building it, for ages. It's been, it's been building. Remember all the white supremacists, actual doing, actual, actual Nazis doing Nazi salutes and Nazi yeah. flags in Charlottesville, and, and, and Trump was basically like, yeah, shut up, what's the problem? It's yeah. like... No, come out and say this is fucking awful but he just refused yeah. to condemn these people he had like yeah. alt-right people like I know he fired him but like Bannon and stuff working for him he had it's, he's really and, and then then with the George Floyd thing he didn't seem to fucking act on it to go I hear you and then when people started rioting so these are race riots right just like it was in LA after Rodney King and just yeah. like it was in the 60s in the civil rights movement he's just now like if you loot we shoot and it's like that's an old yeah. racist trope. <laughs> it's like yeah. fucking. Like, he just cannot handle it. And so it's it's so people are like, I said in December last year, Trump would a hundred percent win the next election. But I now, did as well. But now I don't think so. But, he, but now he's handled the coronavirus so so badly, and yeah. then, and then he he's handled this so so badly. I'm like, this is a real historical point, and I just can't see. I mean, bear in mind it's June. And the election is in November. This couldn't be worse timing for him. I just can't see how he. The only the only thing to his favour is that Joe Biden is a fucking dickhead, stupid, yeah, that's bum, the, that's bumbling the old thing. man. Yeah. They've got another. I mean, that guy. I mean, that's the problem. That is the. That's the key. That's the key. It's the opposition because you. No one in their right mind would vote for Trump if it was Trump or no one. But then again, if you had to vote for some old crumbling man who. Have you seen some of the shit he says? It just doesn't even make sense. Oh, he's and too he's old. Sort of thing, too old. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. It's like, I always, I said this before about Trump, because he's like in his 70s. Like, why are he's... people so surprised when a man in his 70s says something weird? Why, <laughs> why, why would you? Because if my, my dad is 69. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever paid attention to anyone who's 74? Ever. And been yeah. like, and if they do say anything like, well, that's, that's their problem. And you just think it's an old man. No one, you know, you're, that you're obsolete. So true. You for, but now you we've forget. got a 74 year old fucking man. Who's the same as, you know, some other old men who are 74 
and he's actually running the country. And you, that's that's what his brain is doing. It's just an old man being he like, always, yeah, he's if you loot, you shoot. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. what? And yet, if, if an old man said that in a nursing home and like read the paper and went, oh, if you loot, you shoot, don't you? Uh, you'd just be like, it's just an old man. But this but, guy's running the fucking country yeah, and people need, are listening you, to him going, you yeah. Man, you need a man who is younger and fitter. You need somebody who, or a woman, whatever, like someone who's about 55, they've been around the block, they're fucking clever and smart and articulate they're hard-working and they're not uh, they're not a complete power the trouble is right anyone who runs for president is immediately not fit to become president because you shouldn't be running for president you shouldn't give it to somebody who wants power you should give it to someone who doesn't fucking want it but who takes it on as a duty should be like an award basically yeah like, we, we've, we're electing you because you're you've done this as a nurse and someone's like oh my god i don't believe it i don't deserve this but i'll do my best for the country should yeah. be kind of like that, like an but, acceptance, like, oh, wow, I won. Yeah, exactly. Like, in that kind exactly. of way. So I think, I think I don't know, I think Trump's fucked. The whole of America is, is completely fucked. I don't understand how. Well, I think that, I actually think they're going to, I think they're going to postpone this election because. No, they can't, they can't. They postpone the election, mate. People would literally be no, out no, no, the but with you, guns. But I reckon they can because it's corona shit. I reckon he'll use that as an excuse to postpone it. I... Because no one's been able to run or campaign. Like, none of them are going to be able to campaign anywhere. So they're it, going to be like, we're, we're going to have to postpone it. That's what I reckon. I don't such know. Such a fucking, such a weird time. It's just a time. I don't know what the law is. They'll have some law on it or something, but I don't know how they can actually... Depends what happens, but you can't have, like, all this lockdown shit right up to it. Because they're not campaigning or doing anything at the moment, are they? They're not no. on the campaign trials. Well, no. But at the moment, apparently what Joe Biden's doing, I read some. I read this somewhere... Uh, he's doing I fucking hate this phrase what's he doing kidney dialysis (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't know what he's doing he's he's gone into a room and he's sitting there and he's going why am I in here (laughs) why am I in here Where's my wife? She died 10 years ago. Oh, damn it. Marjorie? Is that you? Marjorie? <laughs> no, I'm Denise. I'm your daughter. Where's Marjorie? <laughs> What's Ronald Reagan doing on TV? <laughs> That's Trump. He's your opponent. What? <laughs> See, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's he fucking... Oh, man. Have you seen Biden, though, when he was young? Joe Biden, he's, he's like a good-looking guy. I'll tell you what. Fucking aging is terrifying terrifying me it's terrifying me mate i pulled out a gray hair from my head uh, today there's loads of them obviously and i try not to pull them out because it doesn't matter but this one was like really wiry oh, and I just wiry stuck out yeah and i was doing my hair because i went out tonight and i was like i want to look like at least like a human and it was just sticking out i just couldn't do i just so i just yanked it out and i just thought fuck every time i look in the mirror i just think this is the best i will ever be from now on that's yeah. what scares me. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like in 10 face. years' time, in 10 years' time, you'll look at photos of yourself now and go, God, look how young and great I look. Yeah. We're going to look at look at our photos and go, look how young we look. Look at all the things we could have done and we didn't. And we thought, we think that now when we look back at photos of when we're 30, we're like, look how young we are. And 20, look how young we are. I just didn't, I would love, I would love the fucking powerhouse you could be if you had your 40 year old mind in your 20 year old body. Like, it would be insane. Like, like I, the difference between me at 20 and 40. I'm like 20. I, yeah. I, 20, I couldn't do fucking nothing. I, nothing. I expected everyone to do it for me. I actually, I remember finishing uni and sort of trying to get a job and just thinking, I don't really get why I haven't got a job. And just assuming that you just get given a job kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just expected, oh, well, I finished uni now, so I, I just get a job. 
I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I had no idea about anything. No. I, I mean, when, when I look back, I just, I, I can't remember. I can't, so I, mean, I guess you remember it differently, but I think, I just think I had no idea. I just, I just didn't have a plan, nothing. All of us, yeah, in, as uni mates, if we, if we now, let's say, went to the pub with, with yeah. all of us at 20, we'd be like, who are these fucking dickheads? Shut oh. up shouting. What yeah. are you doing? You, it'd be like, and and and, that tw- and to be fair, the twenty-year-olds would be like, "Who are these boring, ugly cunts with their fucking, yeah, 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 feeding hairlines and saggy faces?" It, it, yeah, be like, "What are you doing in there? You're you're too old." I remember being in a nightclub with my mate when we were, I think we were like seventeen or nearly eighteen. We used to get in this club with a fake ID made by Alan Norgate, <laughs> and I remember seeing uni students who must have been, I reckon, 21. But we weren't at uni. This is before I met you at uni. This is in the summer. We must have been at college. And we used to go out every, like three nights a week into Brighton to like two in the morning and then still go up for college because you just could do that when you Because you could do it easy, yeah. You just do it. And I remember seeing, I think it was a Tuesday night, every Tuesday a big bus would turn up, like loads of buses would turn up in Brighton and they'd drop off all the students from Sussex Uni and Brighton Uni. And we actually were laughing at them because we thought they were too old to be there. Like they looked well out of place. And we're like, look at these old fucking girls. And these guys, I remember, I still remember saying that to my mate. And he was just like, oh my God, they're so old. Why are they in here? And we were, we were 17. They must have been maximum 21. Fucking fucking weird. I always think of that and think, what do I look like now when I walk into a fucking club? Oh, like really you, you, you look old to the point where they don't even look at you. They're just like, that's, that's an old man. Oh, yeah, you're just transparent. It's that, just yeah, like, that's an old man. I mean, it's, it's bad enough being a man anyway, because people just don't look at men. Like, men are just ignored. But being <laughs> yeah. an old man is like, you're just, you are a goner. But, um, oh, yeah, but still not as bad as being an old woman. Oh, yeah. It, it, goes, it goes the other way. So when you're, I think when you're a man... When you're a young man, you're completely ignored and just seen as a total cunt. Yeah, total, a, a, yeah. a, a 17-year-old, no 18-year-old boy. No yeah. one fancies no, you. No, none of the women fancy you. Girls your own age don't fancy you. No, Older don't. girls definitely don't fancy you. Yeah. No one fancies you. So we've got that going. At least when you're this age, suddenly you get younger girls fancying you and older women fancying you. And it's like, yes. But being a woman, everyone fancies you when you're young. And then just less and less and less as they get older. But then again, yeah, I don't know what, what I'm looking through it because I look at women and I don't fancy young girls, but I look at women like my age, like 40 or 35, and they're so fucking much hotter than the they are. Yeah. 25, yeah. You 25 know, you know, you know what? I so fucking hot. Young girls. Have you ever um, seen loads of pictures of, of a woman online, right? And they're yeah. and they're super fucking fit, and you're like, oh wow! Um, and their body's amazing, and their face and head, and they dro- drive you crazy. You're just like, I cannot believe how fit this woman is. And then yeah. you see them on Instagram or something speaking to the the camera, and suddenly yeah. you're like, oh my god, you're not fit. You're just suddenly a fucking piece. Oh, it's you, awful. Yeah, I like, see that. I see. Oh. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. You, you see them on Instagram or you see the photos of them on Instagram, whatever. And you're like, whoa, who's that? And then they'll do a story or something. Yeah, you can hear what they're saying. And they're like, oh, Karen's getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, and you're just uh, like, you're just, a, oh, you're the worst human in the planet. Yeah. Like, there's the a girl. I remember there was a girl. I saw a girl and she was so fit. Loads of pictures of her. 
And then um, I found a video of her uh, drunk at uni. And I was yeah. just like, I was just like, oh, you're like a child. Go, shut up. Go away. Yeah, so they just look like kids. They're oh, like, oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. They're way too young. It's so weird how I never thought it, but mentality matters so much in terms of attraction. Oh, 100%. It, and it oozes through. You can almost see it sometimes when you yeah. see people oh, out yes. walking. You just, you can almost see intelligence coming through, through someone. It's weird. Yeah. You can kind of see, you think they've got their shit together, even if they haven't, because no one has. Everyone inside is like, what the fuck am I doing? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone is. But you can see some people just have their shit. They look like they've got their shit together. They've got a plan. They're doing something. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Can you, can you give me a minute? Can you give me one minute? I can give one. you a whole minute, yeah. Okay. Bit more red wine. Mm. <sighs> Yo. Yo. All right, my um my son was crying loads and he doesn't oh, yeah, I could hear, I could almost hear him actually in the in the thing. Yeah, he doesn't almost. normally, but he's just fucking beside himself. So I was like, but he's been crying for about 20 minutes and he's been with my he's been with uh, my wife, but um she's I mean look, she's had three kids before me, so she knows how to deal with it. But um the thing about kids is They'll cry and literally things will be the end of the world. It'll be, it'll just be the worst thing ever. And then 10 minutes later, they're like, I'm fine. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's, they're pretty, it's a pretty amazing how resilient they are. They're like, they're like shit doesn't really stick with them. They're just like, whatever. Yeah. And then as you get older, it just gets a bit worse, bit worse, bit worse, bit worse. <laughs> yeah, like, it does. The, 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 the in between, between like being sad and happy is like longer and longer, isn't it? Like a teenager, they're sad for like a whole day and the next day they're happy. And then when you're an adult, you're like pissed off for like a week. But it was so weird being a teenager. It's like I, w- I was saying to um, my wife about, I keep on calling her my wife because I don't want to use her name on here, but I don't yeah. know why not, Davina. People, I, can't, people can't find out who she is, my God. Yes, yes I know, it's weird. But I was saying to Davina about the oldest boys who are 12, I was like, I envy them because they don't realise in the next few years they've got in front of them like the first time they get drunk, their first kiss, they've got those, they've got these magical fucking house parties they're going to go to where they're 16 and they're at a house party with girls and they're getting drunk and they yeah. stay up all night and talk in the garden and smoke weed for the first time. They're going to have the first time they ever go to a club and they're going to be like, fuck me, it's like a giant party. But now when I go to a club, I'm like, this is annoying. Whereas, oh, it's, everything's annoying now. Everything. <laughs> whereas, whereas they've got all of this magic Oh my god! A- actual genuine, amazing moments in front of them, and yeah. um, how many amazing, <laughs> how many amazing moments have we got in front of us? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't think. I mean, uh, yeah, I can't think of an amazing moment we're gonna have. I don't know. I, what I'm, what I'm doing is, I know you and me with, with, on slightly different paths at the moment. I've all things I have always been. When we talked about this at uni, I remember you and me talking about it at uni quite a bit. I've always been, I want a wife and kids. And you yeah, are, you're like, you, you're like, I want a flat with Emily and, oh, I shouldn't say the name, but I want a flat. <laughs> but I, you can edit that bit out. I'll do it again. Yeah, I want a flat with someone and then and have a kid. I remember yeah. you saying that. A uh, flat. And, <laughs> that's a fucking, that's my flat. Fuck. But yeah. I haven't had, the thing is, I haven't had kids yet. So that could be my amazing moment. 
I haven't got married, yeah. which I don't, marriage just terrifies me. Not being married, but the day, the day terrifies me. I, I just want to wake up with a wife and be like, ah, oh, well, you know, well, you know what? I wife. did, I did the big wedding. I mean, initially I, I married the wrong person, but I did the big wedding. And then when me and Davina got married the second time, we did a really small occasion. It was just, there was 11 of us, I think in the end. And it was one of the best fucking days of my life. I married her. It, it was just my family, just her family. No and, bullshit cousins. Yeah, none, none of that yeah. fucking aunts and, and no, nobody like that. And uh, we got married at four o'clock. We had a meal till about six, seven. And um, then we had the bar open all night and we everyone stayed up till three just drinking in, the, in this little bar, just this little room in, in the hotel. And it was fucking brilliant. It was wow. like a really great night with your mates and yeah I was, I was like oh yeah this is i mean it really helped that i was marrying someone i wanted to marry that helps <laughs> fucking help. <laughs> you know you know what i'm not look i don't believe in soulmates or anything like that but i do believe that people are no. proper, proper fits and not profit when i'm at, i don't want to be horrible because i think she felt the same way but when i married my first wife my yeah. thought at the altar was well at least i can get a divorce fuck you actually thought that yeah, and, but I thought that was normal. I was like, I'm sure everyone thinks this. And then when I got married to Davina, yeah. all I was thinking was, this is amazing. I'm so pleased we're doing this. This is fucking brilliant. See, that's the, that's the difference, isn't it? Then you know, you're like, this is, yeah. Yeah, but I've got this theory, right? I, I, I knew all along I shouldn't have been with my first wife. And I think she knew the same. She ticked most of the boxes, you know, like I like blondes, she was blonde, you know. I, like... <laughs> I love the way that's your first box. <laughs> yeah, but it is, isn't it? <laughs> blonde, uh, she's got tits, yeah. <laughs> but she's but she, she had a, but she you know, she had a pretty decent body and I like decent bodies. Like <laughs> she was pretty she was pretty she was, you know, quite she was quite intelligent and I, like when I was looking at it, I was like, Well it's not it's not what I don't want. Yeah. But Yeah, you probably were thinking there's not an actual reason not to marry her because she fits what you should be marrying do you know what I mean yeah well yeah my actual reason for marrying her I remember apart from the pressure I was getting was she giving you the pressure yeah loads uh which is weird because I don't ultimately think she wanted to but anyway never mind yeah no the reason why I I I got married because I because I actually thought well I don't want to split up so we may as well get married I don't want to split up so that's not a good enough fucking reason (laughs) no it's not (laughs) (laughs) but I've got this theory right about all of this is we all have an inner voice. Right? We've all got this inner compass that points us towards who we should be and how we should act, right? And it's always, if you're doing something which you're not happy about, it's always a little voice in the back of your head going, what, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm convinced that we complicate life so much by going, oh, I should do, you know, it's, and, and none of it's our ideas. It's the same as what we said earlier about so. We go, oh, I should be this and I should be doing that. And, it's like I've got, I had a hip, hypnosis coach. I don't know if you know this. I had a hypnosis coach for 12 weeks. And yeah. he, he said to me, one of the questions he said to me was, he said, whose standards have you been living up to? And I was like, oh, yeah. Because... It's not yours. I, no, it's not mine. Because I never wanted to work in a fucking corporate office, ever. No. What, so what, what part of you growing up was like, I really want to fucking slave away in an office. Never. And that'll be successful. Never. Not, not, not you, just everyone else's standard. Yeah, I've always I've always wanted a wife and kids always. So that was that's yeah. never really. It was always just to make sure it was with the right person. But 
I never wanted to fucking work in an office. And that's what I've done for 20 years. And I'm like, but all I was doing was I was competing in that race with everyone else. You know that party we talked about earlier? It's like, yeah. and like, every, you get you get a pay rise. It's like a bribe. As you said, it's a bribe. So you stay. It is. It's saying this is, yeah, you're selling yourself. You're selling yeah. yourself for that amount of money, whatever it is. Your, your equation was really good because you were basically saying, if you, let's say you earn 50K a year, right? So 50K yeah. a year. It, uh, you're, what you're saying, if you take a job for 50k a year that you don't like, you, you're saying my happiness is worth 50,000 pounds. To give exactly away my it. happiness is worth 50,000 pounds. Yeah, that, that was your thing, but that's fucking yeah. spot on. I think it is. And when you look at it like that, it does make you go, ooh, because it's hard to argue against it, isn't it? It's hard to think, it's hard to make an excuse out of it and say, no, 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 I need. It's like, that's what you're, you're doing to yourself. And no one's making that choice for you. You're just making it yourself. That's another thing. I didn't realize until maybe I was 30 is was that I'm making a choice every time I get up and go to work. It's me doing it. It's yeah, not you're anyone else. Like, yeah, you're, you're oh, I can't believe I have to go to work. It's like, don't say that. Never say I have to do anything because you don't. You, yeah. you should be saying, waking up and going, can't believe I'm choosing to do this again. And then your <laughs> mind might go different. But that's what you're choosing to do. You, you don't have to get up and go to work. You don't have to fucking eat. You don't have to. No one, ha- you no don't one has have to, to actually do anything. There's open that beer. But no one, yeah. yeah. There's big consequences and, and you, you weigh it up, but you don't have to be yeah. a nice person. You don't have to be a horrible person. You don't have to do anything. Well, there's, it, a, there's a phrase that I, I read, which I really love, which is, uh, wherever you go, there are your choices, and it's like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wherever yeah, you, true. so like, so wherever you are in life, that's come from your choices. I mean, most, yeah. mo- most of the time, and and even the things that happen to you that you didn't choose to happen to you, you know, because certain things happen, you still choose how to react to those choices. It's still your responsibility to deal with everything in your life, whether even if it's not your fault, it's your responsibility to work to to, to react to it. And how are you going to make that work in your life? Also, you you choose to make yourself sad or happy. Even at the extremes of like someone you love dying, which is obviously ridiculous, but you choose to be sad about it. So if you can get, if you can understand that, you say, I'm choosing to be sad about this. And obviously you should be. But, but yeah, but you're right. It's still, when the smaller things make yeah. you sad, you're like, well, hang on, I'm choosing. I'm, if it's a choice for me to be sad when someone I love dies, because it is a choice, ultimately, you are putting that on yourself. I know it sounds ridiculous. No, 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 I agree. Uh, oh, well, a, a better way to put it is, the better way to put it is, it's your responsibility to deal with it. If someone in your life dies, it's all, it, I mean, it's fucking awful, horrendously awful, of course, but it's still your responsibility to go, right, how am I going to deal with this? Am I going to let it crush me? Am I going to find some fucking seed of positivity in it? Am I going to start anew? It's you, you know you might not you might go none of this was my fault. I didn't choose this happen. But whether you like it or not, it's your responsibility to yeah. work work out how to deal with it. Yeah, but, I don't want to fucking anything. jinx anything by, by no, say, yeah. saying this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Where's but, the wood uh, that I need to touch? Yeah, but because because you know some people, if someone dies in their life, then they kill themselves, and it's like it's almost like. All right, <laughs> that that I, I, yeah. I it's awful, but I get that they've gone. I don't want to have to face this, so I'm now tackling yeah. it. I totally understand it. It's yeah, like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I, exactly. I don't think suicide's great, but I'm. I also I understand suicide. Yeah, I do. It's it's bizarre because it is just you get to you do get to a point where you're like, 
fucking hell i'm i'm just you yourself existing is making yourself feel like this and you think could just do this and then everything's done but then that's it it's done you know we're in the you know we are in the peak suicide it's i think 40 to 44 males 40 to 44 or or 38 to 44 something like that that whatever that bracket is we are in it makes sense because how how different how different do you feel now? Because like you said, what have we got to look forward to, or, or what are we going to do next? That's Shit, exciting. Yeah. I think I think that's what it is. Because you get to a point where you're like, I don't know if you feel it, but when I'm like physically, just this last year, I feel like I can't run. Like I do running, and I feel like I was sort of getting better and better and better until last year or whatever it was, and now I feel like. I definitely can't. I don't know it's defeatist to say I can't. I probably could do a shitload about it if I wanted to and get a bit better. Well, you've got to work, you feel, got to work harder and live cleaner. Yeah, I feel like I can't get better now. And that is so depressing thinking I'm now on the downward slope. Just little things like that are triggering it. This is why I feel more excited about life now. I'm doing stand-up. I'm doing writing. I give so much less of a fuck about work. Uh, uh, I understand I need to challenge myself more to get more out of life. I feel more energized and enthusiastic than I probably ever have in my life. And I think that's because yes. I've started to understand how life works. I think you give less of a fuck as well. I don't know. Oh, completely. It is, that's what it is. I feel, I, feel my, I feel I'm at my peak of understanding how life is that's what i feel it, it, i can't put it into words but i feel like i'm at my peak of ah this what it is, this is what it is and this is what i want to do now and i feel so much less scared to try anything new like i don't feel any fear about quitting and starting again or whatever yeah. whereas at 25 i did i felt that and i look back and think what the fuck was i scared of at 25 why why didn't i quit the job i hated what the hell was I scared of losing? I didn't have anything. Yeah, exactly. You look back, you look <laughs> back fuck? and you think... If I could say anything to a 20-year-old now, or a 25-year-old, or let's say 20-year-old, I don't know how to phrase it, but I would say, one, I would say, just do all the shit you enjoy. Because I think if you do stuff you enjoy, then even if you don't... Because some people go, oh, I love playing football, but I'm never going to make it in a career. But it doesn't matter. Like If you just do what you enjoy you just seem to get good at it and you just seem to find other something, things you're yes, good at something and something yeah you'll be good at football playing it and then someone will be like oh you're good get chatting to them and then you'll you'll end up doing some other job that you love with this some guy that you met playing football or whatever but i think if you do stuff you enjoy my god at least you better play do something you love with your life rather than why lose at life from the start why go I, I'm going to be an engineer, even though I hate it. But that's that's where the money is. So I'm going to I'm going to do something I hate. Could people why, say why, things? Could people go? Oh yeah, but it's a stable <laughs> career in it. It's a stable career, and they say yes. But don't you understand? You live and then you die, and that's it. Yeah, it's a stable career. What does that even mean? It it's wasn't just, until just, I got to. It wasn't until I actually hit forty where I was like, or it was thirty nine actually, because forty was you know fucking right around the corner where I was like, I've just spent so many years choosing to be miserable choosing to do the thing i dislike because it's yeah because of fear because of not wanting things and also people don't people don't define what they want because the moment they do they also define what failure is and nobody wants yeah. to fail now i'm really into fucking failure i know it sounds stupid but like i'll go do a gig and bomb and it'll be fucking awful but i'm like yeah. fuck 
fucking that's that's part of me getting but that failure is part of me getting better i submit writings to publications that get rejected all the time and i'm like that's part of me getting failure is just you if failure means you're trying to do something failure means you turned up and that's 80 80 percent of it It, you just just you have to turn up if you don't turn up then you 100 percent will fail 100 percent you're you're not going to get anything you want if you don't turn up like it's impossible so just turn up and then see what the fuck happens. And, yes. and it's, people go through life and they go, they, they go to things like that. So they will go to your stand-up, whatever, like your stand-up show. And there'll be people in the audience go, oh, I could have done better than that. But it's like, but you didn't because you didn't get on stage and do it. <laughs> and right. it's like, oh, you go to an art gallery, you go, I could paint better than that. But again, you didn't, did you, you twats? That person turned <laughs> up and it's shit, but they were the only one that turned up and did it. So yeah. that's why it's on the fucking wall. That's why you get <laughs> shit comedians on BBC and you're like, he's not funny. Why is he on TV? I'll tell you why. Because he probably fucking went to that studio every day and was like, please put me on TV. Please, 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 please. And they were like, well, let's just fucking hire this cunt because he's here. That's how it works. You just yeah. got to fucking turn up. You don't have to be the best in the world because no one is, but you, you do have to turn up. And that's, <laughs> that's 80% of it. I swear to God. Success is basically down to... Um, just sticking it out longer than other people do because most people just go i'll do this for a bit oh i fucking know i'm no good at that i'll do this for a bit it's like no just keep on fucking honing your craft and hammering it out and eventually something will something will come from this is this is what i've started to realize is that the further you go down a path the further you put work in the more it will pay back the only thing i realized was with guitar i realized even when i was a a kid i just realized that if i play and get good enough at guitar to join bands other things will happen and i mean loads of things have happened like i've met loads of people i've played in music in loads of places i've got loads of friends from it and all that and and it's totally enriched my life because i decided to just keep on putting in the fucking time and it's like with stand-up as much as and i'm at the moment right there's a point where i fucking hate it but i'm like yeah if I keep on doing this, if I do stand up for the next 10 years, right, there's going to be some point when I'm not completely shit. And there's going to be some point where someone goes, oh, do you want to be on this podcast? Or do you want to be on this sketch show? Or, or do, you want, do you want to be on this YouTube video with me? Or do you want to, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. Imagine if you'd started 10 years ago. Oh, mate. And, then, and, then, and then you add another 10 years onto that. And you're like, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years now. I know exactly yeah that's, some, that's fucking do, wisdom do. for you though isn't it, it yeah and, and i think that's what i would tell a 17 or a 20 year old i'd say fucking pursue what you like and, and the, the thing i tell you the thing i hate is there's that fucking cunt called simon cynic i don't even heard of him and he's got no. this he's got this thing he's got a book called start with why and his big thing is you need to find your why to do something you need to find the why because if you find the if you know the why then you find any how and all of that kind of bullshit there is no reason there is no why to why i want to write online because i think oh it must be my ego or something because i was asking why so much why do i want to do that why i'm not well, i'm not brilliant right so why do i want to do it why i'm not the most important person in the world why, why do i want to do it i didn't do it i think the worst thing you can do is ask why instead just go what do i want to do i'm going to do that and don't fucking question it because all the answers will come later. Because why is a ridiculous question? Because it is infinite, isn't it? It never it, ends. Yeah. And it, he, that, like, if we don't know why, like, if we can't answer the meaning of life and we don't know why we exist, 
then how are we then supposed to put meaning to why I want to do anything? So it's very, it's very pointless saying, find out why you want to be a musician or find out why you want to write. It's like, why would I do that when I don't even know why the fuck I'm stood on a rock going around <laughs> the fucking sun and no one knows what the fuck is going on? It doesn't make any sense. So, Oh, mate, yeah, why, that's why some is, profound fucking shit you've just it's said. It's true. If we, if we can't answer the why, the biggest why of why are we even here, then, then don't worry about it. Don't ask why. Don't ask yourself, why do I like you know writing on the internet why do i like playing computer games um why do i it's like doesn't matter why because there is no end to why we don't we don't even know why we're here so don't worry about why you want to do anything that is so spot on you fuck you Simon cynic that fucking cunt i tell you what fuck you whoever you are i don't even know who he is (laughs) (laughs) he's a he's a fucking prick I mean, I mean, to be fair to him, <laughs> to be fair to him, he's, he's, know, he's, he's, a, no, he's a bullshit artist. He's a total bullshit artist. Uh, look, I, I'm really into self-help and personal development and some, and like I follow a lot of these. There's a lot of frauds out there though. For yeah, sure. there is. There who is. Haven't and ever, who haven't done it, lived it. They're just talk. He is, he is the biggest fucking snake oil bullshitter out of all of them. Right? <laughs> I and love I know, snake oil sales. I, <laughs> I fucking know my shit when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. You've got people yeah. like um, Les Brown. He's fucking amazing. You've got people like um, Eric Thomas. He's amazing. I've done Tony Robbins. I've got. I've done Tony Robbins coaching for a year. I went to Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within and did all that fucking walking on hot coals and stuff. Yeah, he's and a genuine one, right? He's genuine. He's yeah. He's genuine. Yeah. He's genuine, right? He's there's some there's some things about him which I'm a bit like yeah whatever. But in in general terms, yes, he has been working with people face to face for like 30, 40 years. He knows his shit. Right, he's he's yeah. really clever at scaling it and becoming a billionaire out of it, but that still doesn't oh, mean yeah. that what he's actually saying isn't true. Um, and then you've got like Zig Ziglar and John Rowan, and there's a few others, right? Really, really fucking good. And you, the things they say, you're like, oh shit. Even Joel Osteen, have you heard of Joel Osteen, the religious guy? No, no, that name rings a bell. I think someone mentioned it. Anyway, who is he's, he? He's worked, he's worked. All of these people take from what you fucking want from them, but. They is he the pastor or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the pastor of the super church, the biggest church in America. I think uh, someone mentioned him literally today or something. I'm sure. How weird. What, but yeah. Watch your stuff. You'll start by going, who's this fucking greasy, weird American banging on about <laughs> Jesus? You're literally like, this guy is a, a fucking scumbag. And then by the end, he'll do like a, a 20 minute, he does a 20, 30 minute talk every week. And by the end, you're like, some of the fucking shit this guy is saying, you bang on. Is like, <laughs> he, he ignore. I mean, his his general message is, you're a child of God and Jesus, so you can do all things, and you you think you can't, but you can. You wouldn't. You if God is the Almighty and He's created you, He's created you to live your best fucking life, to be the highest yeah. version of yourself. So don't play it small. Play it fucking big because you're 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 God and God's you. So fuck fucking hell. What what are you doing? not doing these things that you want to do. And Simon Sinek is one of these people who uses pseudo-science language to talk about, oh, the frontal cortex is stimulated when you say these words. So he's a fucking... Mm, he did I don't like big, it when people do that. Oh, no, and he did this big thing about... One of, the, one of the big viral videos of him on the internet is him talking about why millennials don't want to work. And he's defending millennials, but he's saying, you know, millennials are more innovative and millennials are more... And I'm like... 
This is bullshit. They're the same as every <laughs> fucking buddy else. Yeah, the and it's the same every generation. It's no same, different. Yes, it's, it's the same, it's the same thing. thing. Young people don't do this or the young people do that. It's like... Yeah. It's, exactly. it's, he's like that has he's never like, changed. Corporations need to uh, change so um, millennials will work for them because millennials are not going to work for old corporations. Yes, they fucking are because they need money. they are. And then they're, <laughs> they're tricked into it like we all are. And so yeah. they're... But you, you honestly trying to tell me people are, are, are going, no, I'm not going to do law because I'm a millennial and I'm used to Snapchat. It's like, what it's are you... It's bullshit. Yeah. But anyway, the, the last... I'm going to fucking let you talk in a minute, sorry. But the last thing is oh, Steve... Steve, <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> do you know Steve Harvey? He's that black guy who presented uh, Family Fortunes and stuff in America. He's really funny. Yes, I know him. Yeah, I know now that you said that, yeah. Yeah, and he, he said something which I thought was amazing. He said he's really into God as well. And it doesn't matter whether you're an atheist or not. He basically yeah. said, uh, he basically said, everybody has a gift. He said, God's given you a gift, but everyone has a gift. And the gift is the thing you do best with the least amount of effort. Ooh, I like that. Exactly. I love it. And he was basically like, that's what you need to do. That's don't, he goes, don't bother fucking doing anything else. Well, he didn't say that, but he, he said, don't, 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 be, don't bother fucking getting up, mate. Just, don't bother fucking doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, All right, I will you're, you're fucking mug. But he was saying, that's the thing you need to do. The, the thing that you do best with the least amount of effort. And you know the thing I do best with the least amount of effort? I know this sounds silly, but it's, it's this shit. It's talking, it's stand-up, yeah. it's writing, it's communication, it's being funny but being gobby but being opinionated but being a fucking man you know that's what i've always always done naturally i've always naturally just been okay at that kind of stuff really okay yeah. with it and everything i'm not even clever i'm not saying i'm fucking brilliant or anything, but now all the things i'm doing vlogging and podcasting and stand-up comedy and writing all of that is is that basically it's all of that kind of communication stuff fuck it's just about leaning into your I mean, what's yours? What's your? What's the thing that you do best? Do you know what? Do you know what? And and it sounds weird. And the the problem is with with my thing, I can't link it. Well, is it is it tracking birds? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, no. It's uh, it's something I I do na- I do it naturally, and I don't even think about it. And it's nothing to do with work or making money or anything. But I I just have this obsession and I don't even think of it as an obsession because I just do it all the time. Yeah. But just with nature, I literally seem to constantly, even today on the golf course, like I was watching this fucking bee uh, burrowing into the ground and then I was watching a wasp um, attacking it from above and then I watched a bird getting it. What I'm, what I'm trying to get is I am absolutely obsessed with every single aspect of nature yeah, constantly and hills birds i've got birds nesting on my fucking balcony for the last year that i've been looking after at home i've got a pond with fucking frogs newts that yeah, i fucking every start of the year without fail i i go out for hours watching frogs on my own in my when i used to live back in england uh in my garden as an adult i do that not as a kid not like wow it's a frog i'm a fucking adult and i'm like wow it's a frog it's never left me since I was a kid. And I'll get the frogs, I'll get the frog spawn, I'll raise the tadpoles, I'll build a fucking nest for them as a 35-year-old man. Do you know what I mean? And I'll get, I've got slow worms. Yeah. And, and I think, and I do that without thinking through, through my yeah, whole life. You, and I can never see myself like not doing that. Yeah, and I want to do something with that. And I always have this fantasy, and I've had it for like years, of just this fantasy of just 
having this land, you know, getting endangered species and trying to fucking save endangered species by breeding them or whatever, or building a habitat for them, something like that. And I've just had this fantasy about it. And I keep thinking, oh, but it's just a stupid thing I think about. But now I'm like, why am I not fucking doing it properly? And it's effort. It's effortless. It doesn't feel like it doesn't exactly, feel like I'm exactly. I'm not like oh, I've got I've got to go out and and move the frogs or check check on the hedgehog thing that I made. Like that's what I do because I just want to do it. I'm obsessed. I get up early to see check the birds are still there, and they're not even pets. They're just wild birds and they're, they're just fucking pigeons. That, like, well, mate, you are like, like Doctor Doolittle. Like, animals seem Love to fucking flock to you. And the thing is, you have always been like that, and and that in the back of your head about a sanctuary and nature and being with animals that that's that fucking inner compass we were talking about the whole time yeah. it's going go fucking this way and the whole time you're going yeah shh it's not real though is it shh, it's not important and i have these imaginations of telling people this that's why i can hardly explain it because i know that if i said that at a party with a bunch of people they'd be like what a fucking loser or well yeah, yeah well done mate oh, i guess yeah. oh, what's a fantasy yeah some people like that but I know they would look down at it. I know they'd be like, he didn't do well for himself. He's just fucking around with no money in a field with, with fucking pigeons and frogs <laughs> or whatever. But if that was your job every day, then you are yeah, it wouldn't even be. A, it wouldn't even be a, a job, yeah. It would just be, wow, this is, this is what I get to do. But again, yeah, and it's like you said, it's like I'm living, I'm still living by other people's standards because in the exactly. back of my head, Who's standards are you I, up I, to? this yeah. is what I want to do, but in the head I'm, I hear all these other voices thinking, you know, that's a stupid thing to think and that's not a job and that's not success. It's crazy, isn't it? You really do live most of your early life, for sure, by other people's standards. I think because you have to when you're a kid. Like at school, you have to live by the teacher standards because the teacher is like, you need to get a good grade in this yeah. shit. And your parents are like, you need to get good grades in this shit. So you, you, and to survive as a kid, you have to just do what adults say. Otherwise, you're not going to survive. And it's very hard to get out of that, isn't it? To like then go, actually, I'm going to do something completely different. Exactly. It's not our fault. You're, you're brainwashed. You're yeah, you, brainwashed. Not to, not to rock yeah. the boat, not to fucking... You survive. Pe- people that don't do what they want and do what everyone else says survive and have kids. That's how it is. Like yes. we, The reason yes. we do what we do is, is survival. It's very easy. If you just agree with everyone in your clan, that's how racism comes about as well, which is quite a... Th- which is quite a hot topic. At hot the topic yeah. if, you, if you've looked out a window, it's all kind of linked to just being in a tribe of people and no one wants to be the weirdo in the tribe. You always looking for the, the approval of the tribe. And if you just sit back and shut up and get on with your shitty job, you do feel sad, but you don't die. Oh mate, you survive. think about the amount of people who live the way they don't want to and they don't even it's maybe most, know they're most, doing it it's most people it's most, most people, people i know and they and they, they and and they just use excuses that's a sad thing it's like at least i realize what's going on that's, and that's what people, i've always said you know the phrase um most men live quiet lives of desperation mm. the the only difference with me i'm not saying, saying like i'm some guru or something but you know like people yeah. people are, i think of something at work because i moan a lot of work because i fucking hate it so the whole time <laughs> yeah. i work i'm complaining all the time about everything and i'm probably a miserable country to be around which is something i need to sort out but anyway i said most men live quiet lives of desperation all that's happening is i'm living a fucking noisy life of desperation i'm just being <laughs> just fucking telling people about it yeah i'm just like saying i'm actively saying this here is shit and it's not what i want to do but i'm only angry at myself you can't blame a company for 
giving me a fucking job and a salary. It's, uh, it's me. It's no one else's myself. fault. Yeah. yeah. All anger, mate, all anger is self-anger. It is. Because it's it. an emotion and you, you're the only one that's creating that emotion. Like no one, no one can make you angry. No one. You yeah. only ever make yourself angry. Even if they're beating you up, you're still choosing to be annoyed about it. Weirdly. Yes, yes. And you think about like something amazing. Think about a really amazing day you've had in your life, right? Something fucking fantastic in the last 10 years or whatever. Can you then imagine getting out your phone and calling someone a cunt on Twitter? You can't imagine it, can you? Because, <laughs> no. Because you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't be like, God, oh, this is such an amazing day. I can't believe this girl told me she'd love me or this is the first time I've, I've had sex with this and it's really romantic and, and I think I'm falling in love or, oh, you know, I've, I've won this amount of money or I've, I've just quit this job and now I'm going to try. You know, all of these amazing moments in your life. You can't imagine them just going online and going, the problem with you is you're a right-wing fucking prick. It's like the only <laughs> yeah. time. The only time people go online and shit. Well, shout. if you hadn't voted Tory, then we wouldn't be in this mess, yeah. you fucking cunt. Yeah, you the only that, time people are, on, people are online having to go at each other because they're angry at themselves yeah. because they're, they're, their lives are shit. And they ultimately know that it's down to them. And it's a defense mechanism. Anybody who's like, oh, the Tories did this, or they're the problem with the right wing, or is this, it's the fucking left hards doing this, or it's like, shut up with this fucking tribalism of sides. Yeah. And- Again, the Tories, it's like there is no the Tories. Or, and there, is no, there is no the left, there is no the right. No. Why do people do that as well? They subscribe to a thing that can change. Like if I, I say I'm a male and my name's Ben. And I'm from England because that that can't change. But why do people go? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Tory, and it's like, are you are you in the cabinet? No, but I'm a Tory, like forever. You're a Tory forever. Stop because it's not a football team, is it? Well, yeah, it's because like, you agreed with an opinion of a guy in the Tory party once or twice. Like how I find it very strange. But it is the same. It's the same with sport politics. People have to pigeonhole each other. Again, it's that's why people look at people's differences like we can get rid of racism but then people will still be you have to just get rid of people constantly putting everyone in a box and a label and saying this is this type of person and i hate them because they think this way and this is that type of person i hate them yeah um another thing why do people hate people if they have a different opinion that's what needs to fucking change that (laughs) that definitely to change and I see it all the time on social media now. If you disagree with this, we are not friends. I am unfriending you. Like, and, it, and it came out with Brexit, I noticed the most. That was a big thing where it was like, if you're a you know, Brexit voter, then we're not going to get on. Or, you know, I am unfriending you. People would post it saying, I am unfriending you. And I'm not a Brexit uh, supporter. I was the opposite. But but why would why would well, I? No, you're you're pro EU, yeah. You're 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 not in support of Brexit. Yeah, and I still I still stand by when I. Yeah. I'm over Brexit. We never fucking fair about it. No, <laughs> I, don't I, know, I remember I don't at the really time. Give a shit about. Yeah. No, because I remember thinking one, I bet this doesn't affect me that much. But two, it's like, I just I don't like surely, <laughs> surely no one is a hundred percent Brexit or a hundred percent. Exactly. I was fucking. I'm a bit of both. I'm a bit both. I'm a bit both. I only. I only was like, I want to remain because I love moving around Europe, which I rarely do. But that was my fantasy, and I like the idea of that. But who am I to say, someone else living in a different part of England, of which I don't even live in anymore? Who am I to say I hate you because you wanna, you want Brexit, 
for a different aspect of that reason. Like, because there's, because there's a, there's a thousand things that could, that could happen with Brexit. There's a thousand reasons why someone would, would want it. So there's a thousand different things, and someone will go, "Oh fuck, I love this idea. I want to vote Brexit." Or, and there's also a thousand reasons why someone would go, "Oh my god, I love this. I want to remain in the EU." So you basically, in your head, you just vote with your heart, don't you? You go, "Well, I feel like this. I'm going to do this." Why would anyone hate someone else just because they felt that Brexit was for them? Um, or they felt that Remain was for them. Surely people have got to realise that everybody thinks they're on the right side of history. Everyone thinks they're on the right side. Nobody sees themselves as the bad guy. So surely that means that everyone's actually trying to do the good thing. That's the thing. Evil doesn't really... I think... I don't even think evil... I think evil does exist, but I don't think anyone thinks that they're, they're evil. I don't believe Hitler believed he was evil. I don't think Hitler thought he was evil. I think Hitler I thought think that he was thought. doing the right thing. Um, yeah, I think not... he, he, yeah, he's, I think he was mental, obviously, and, and yeah, I think he's I think horrible. He horrible. I think he <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, I, I slightly disagree with him, <laughs> yeah. but I think at the time, it like to take the, I mean, he's the most extreme you can take, isn't it? Someone like Hitler. Even he, right, was like, I'm doing this because I think I'm doing the yeah. right thing. He thought the world was evil and he was the savior. Yeah, he thought everyone was. A, yeah, exactly. But then you take it. Then you take it all the way down to the base level of someone votes Tory and someone votes Labour, and they both think they're doing the right thing. Of course they do. Yeah, but they like, want also it's escapism as well, isn't it? It's like blame. There's so much blame that people put so on much other blame. people to go. My life is shit because of yeah. My X life is y. shit because this happened because everyone else voted this way, or because everyone does this or that. Or someone did this and it's made me sad and every, it's everyone's fault. Always everyone else's fault. There's nothing wrong with social movements and trying to make the world a better place and trying to push your agenda. That's fine. But yeah. on a base level, so many people use good. escapism of blaming other people. Because the immediate, the moment why does this when you, when you blame someone else is it's like a psychological get out card. You go, you go, well, I don't have to take responsibility for anything now because it's this yeah. person's fault. I'm now a victim, so I can complain and rage at this person here. When really, you should be fucking complaining and raging at yourself because yeah. be the change it's you fucking ta- want to be. You it's, know taken, uh, it's taken something off your to do list. So if you're like, oh, that's, that, that's their fault, then you can scratch it off your to do list. I don't oh, have mate. to change jobs now because it's, it's everyone else's fault that I've got this shit job. So I don't have to change. And people, people, people want to get away from responsibility. They want to reduce their to-do list. People find it hard anyway, admitting they were wrong. Like even in an argument, it's very hard to say, okay, yeah, I was wrong. So imagine that. admitting you're wrong after you've been in the same shit for 20 years. That's imagine fucking... that. Imagine admitting your whole life was, was wrong. Like that I made the wrong choice after uni. I thought that I could work my ass off until I was 60 and then I'd be happy and, and retire on a beach. What a crazy And concept. I was wrong. But no one will ever say they're wrong. They will never admit it to themselves. If you admit that to yourself, it's almost like suicide, isn't it? It's almost like saying, I fucking committed suicide, even though I'm still alive. I committed suicide in my life. You have to kill the old person off to yeah. be reborn. And, and no one wants to change because that admits it. Like, even if you get to like the age of 40 and you're like, I, I need a career change. You never will, or some people won't do it because that then admits that everything they did before yeah. was a waste of time. It wasn't a waste of time, but they feel like it was. They always feel like everyone feels like there's a finish line and a, like they're, 
they feel like their life is climbing up a fucking mountain. And yeah, there are, the yeah, exactly. There is no ladder. The whole of life. And they feel the like, bottom. oh, I'm gonna have to start at the bottom again and go up. Like, oh, I'm gonna have to if I get a new job though, I'm gonna have to start at the bottom of the ladder again. It's like there is no fucking ladder, you dick. Yeah. There's no ladder to life, and there's no ladder to happiness. There's only a, a shitty ladder that there's you see. Only exactly. Now. There's there's only now. And those little pictures you see when you walk into a company and you see the photo, all those people at the bottom saying uh, workers and then senior executives and then executives and then uh, CEO, that's not really a ladder. That's not actually real. That's just a load of shit. That's just that company doing that. And that doesn't, just, that doesn't represent happiness. It doesn't represent no. success. It doesn't, it, doesn't even represent represent, it doesn't even represent money because the fucking CEO could have a big fucking house that he's got a massive mortgage on and the guy at the bottom yeah. could own his own fucking flat. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't even represent anything. It's, it's, it doesn't represent financial security or anything uh, or activities. I've noticed that very rich people kind of do the same things that everyone else does. When you when I actually think about it, I've got like a wealthy friend and he made his own money. He was very clever. He He quit his, he hated his job and he just did his own business and He's very. He's quite a good success story, actually, because he just did it himself. But he works so hard, and his pleasure is kind of the same as everyone else's. Just going down the same pub, doing the same thing. Yeah, he doesn't go about to, the same thing. Yeah, he doesn't go to an exclusive pub and have fucking gold points. No, he, he yeah. could do. Yeah, but he doesn't want to because they don't exist. Like no people. It just. It's just. He still, watches, do the same he still watches the same big football matches, the same big films. He still yep. goes to the same fucking pubs. He also wants the same friends, even if he doesn't have the same friends and he's doing the same thing. He's doing, he's, just, he's doing all of that, but just on a fucking yacht. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, what's yeah, the difference it's, it's, between it's, a weather spoon there's, there's and a no yacht? Not, not that much. <laughs> not that fucking much. You're not much. You're getting pissed, aren't you? What, like, yeah. I, get, I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm being facetious, but yeah. you're right. You're not, it's not something like, it's not big, it's not a big enough difference to sacrifice your life for like Correct. it really isn't Correct. Yeah. there's 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 a big there's there's not much difference between us and multimillionaires there mm-hmm. actually isn't they still worry about money that's the funny thing the more and it's true the more money you have the more you worry about it well because it's the more ridiculous. you have to lose the more you have I've got the most money now in my life so since obviously as I've got older I've acquired more money and I've been better with it and I've got more worry more money worries now than I did at uni when I was in debt I worry more about it. And I think, and then every time I have to check myself and go, why am I even worried about this fucking house? It gives a shit. I didn't even have it, you know, 10 years ago. I didn't have it. And I didn't give a fuck about it then. I've I've got to, I've got to, I've got to go really, but. Shit, so have I. uh, No, this has been great. I'll I'll, I'll quickly end on this story. And again, it's, I'm being facetious. It's not, it's not an actual comparison, but it's a, a good way of looking at life. It's when I was working in that private bank, and I was working till like nine o'clock at night. I had, supposedly, I was working for a very exclusive company and I was working in a really exclusive job, right? I yeah. There's a guy that my dad knows in Barnet. He's just a fucking boozer, just a pisshead. Doesn't work, he lives off benefits. And I was coming home from the, walking, walking up. Stand up guy. Yeah, yeah. I was walking up the, up the Barnet Hill from the tube station, knackered. It was about 9.30 or something at night. And I was coming home. What I was going to do was fucking go home, eat some food, go to bed and get up and go back to work again. Right? And as I walked past the King's Head, he was standing there at the bar, leaning at the bar, chatting to mates halfway through a pint. You know, that must have been like, yeah. I don't know, his fucking fifth pint of the night or whatever. And I just thought to myself, and he was so chilled out and having a laugh with everyone. And I looked at me outside <laughs> in the cold, all knackered and everything. And I looked at him and I was like, he's going to be the loser. 
But look at yeah. me. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, it really made me think, who's the fucking actual winner here? <laughs> it's true, mate. It's true. And, and, and it's like I bought into this idea that, oh, I've, I've got this fucking job in a bank and, and it's really impressive. And it's like, I was miserable as sin in that job. There's he without any fucking worries. I mean, he probably needs some goals and stuff like that. Maybe wrong, but, but it just made me realise we are, we're playing a fucking game. As Kevin Hart said, there's a game-like quality to life. And what, what that means, when you live up to other people's standards, that's, that's, that's part of the game. Part of the game is society going, go this way, and you've got to go the fucking way you want to go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. fucking mental. Look, that this has been, game. this has been, this has been, we, we should do this again. It's been wicked. Let's do it again. Let's book, book another one in, and we'll do it again. It's All, right. Cool. All right. So people, uh, let me plug myself. So I'm on social media at Jamie Jackson oh, yeah. ATI. Let's do it. Jamie, yeah, Jamie, let's... Jamie Jackson Atty. Yeah, do it again without me talking over it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie Jackson ATI, Jamie Jackson Atty, all one word, at Jamie Jackson Atty on Twitter, on fucking uh, Facebook, on fucking Instagram. Instagram now. This and, is Jamie um, Jackson, stand-up comedian, writer, podcaster, and vlogger. Yeah, and office cum, but I mean, let's, let's don't worry about Not that. Not anymore. That's gone now. That's gone now. I've cheated the system because of yeah, the panny D. It's easy. Panny D came to the rescue. Panny D to the rescue. The, there you go. There's your title. Panny D to the rescue. Um, <laughs> all right, mate. Well, look, I will look at these recordings and see what I can do with them, and then we'll, we'll chat later. Cool. Nice chatting. Yeah, wicked. See you. Um, so when are you back in, in, in UK? I'll be coming back in July the 5th. It's all very annoying because flights, I keep booking them, they keep getting cancelled. Oh, so yeah. it's like... It's well, I, I will be off all of that time. So we should fucking hook up because I'm not working at all. I'll be off all of, all of July. Yes. We'll podcast and everything and golf. All right, wicked. Cool, man. All right. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, see you later. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.